Hello, my name is Zachary Rodier, and welcome to the Quarantine Hockey HQ's bonus series, QHQ Score Recap, where we recap the games that happened yesterday and preview the ones today in just 30 minutes or less. And we had some exciting games yesterday, and I'm excited to preview the games today. But let's get started with yesterday's game. Even though we only had five games instead of six games yesterday, those games did not disappoint. Wow, some great games that we had yesterday. Um, but let's get started with the first game that took place. It was the Minnesota Wild versus the Vancouver Canucks, and it was tied 1-1 at the beginning of this game. But now the Canucks won the game 3-0. Markstrom had a shutout for the Canucks, and now Vancouver leads the series 2-1, and they will play today as well at 10.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Back-to-back to, back to be able, uh, the Canucks will try and close out the series, and the Wild will hope to stay alive. Sauce on goal-wise was 29-27 to 27 favor the Vancouver Canucks. And Vancouver on the power play, they were 2-for-7. And Minnesota was 0-for-7. So, first of all, 7 power plays for each. Uh, you're just talking about at least 14 power plays, 14 penalties. Um, so that really breaks the momentum in the game when you have that many penalties and your star players have to uh, stay on the bench if they're on the penalty kill, if they're not on the penalty kill. Um, but the fact that Minnesota can convert on at least one of those power plays is really disappointing. Um, they, and they don't have a m much turnaround because they're playing again today, uh, but they have to at least think about that, and the coach at least has to do something to try and spark something on the power play because they converted nothing on that power play with seven different chances um the first period was really tight and then vancouver broke through um i thought that vancouver really broke through and they had a great game the rest of the game uh saucy uh for the minnesota wild is injured he uh was hit from one of his players uh one of his players was trying to hit another guy but he was also trying to hit him and the minnesota wild player uh got him instead so it was a bad bad hit and uh he went back to the locker room we don't have any update on him at this point and don't know if he'll be playing today um but then at uh 13 49 in the second period there was a power play goal two of the seven power plays uh that went to brock buster um it was a rebound while he was following it was a beautiful goal he followed through even though he was falling down and the he gave the vancouver canucks a 2-1 lead then Russell, he had a partial breakaway. Uh, some guys were on him, but there was no one really in front of him. But they, there were two guys on each side of him. Uh, he had a few dangles that goes in 218 in the third period, and Vancouver's now up to zero. And then uh, the power power play converts again. Um, and this is just one thing. Let me tell you. At 1338 in the third period with less than two minutes left, Minnesota Wild, instead of pulling their goalie and being on the offense, they were on the defense because they took a penalty. So they just can't take any penalties and give that to the Vancouver Canucks. So we'll talk about what they have to do uh, to stay in this series later in the in in the show. But you can't take that many penalties because at thirteen thirty eight, Elias Pedersen he has a backdoor one timer on the power play with two minutes left in the game. He scores. Um, 
less than two minutes. And uh, then Stellock, uh, even though Stellock had a shutout in the first game, there really wasn't, he still had a decent game. There wasn't really much he could do on that backdoor one. The partial breakaway, maybe he could have. And the the rebound, he could have uh, kept the rebound out a little bit, but I don't wouldn't blame that one on him too much. Um, but, you know, that's what happens. And Markstrom, the goaltender for the Vancouver Canucks who got a shutout, said, this is a team shutout for sure. I want to be there to come up with some saves when the puck goes through, when they shoot it at the net. It's my job to keep the puck out of the net. Together with pretty much all of my teammates, we did a great job today. It's a big one. It doesn't really matter if it's a shutout or not. Kim Fiala for the Minnesota Wild. And the Wild, like I said, are on brink of uh, elimination today. Uh, they said that's the game. Uh, sometimes we're going to score, sometimes not. Sometimes there's just nothing wrong, but they're blocking a lot of shots too much. We've got to get those through and let us get opportunity to score goals. We just have to be smarter with the puck and maybe a little more patient and get some shots on the net. You know, I, it was a tight game shots on goal wise. Um, but if you're getting more shots on goal, the better chance you have of getting in the net. Um, so we'll see if Minnesota can do that today. Well, let's move on to the next game. It was the round-robin game between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Washington Capitals. Um, this was a fun one to watch, but the final score was 3-1 to one in favor of the F Philadelphia Flyers. Shots on goal-wise, it was low score, uh, low shots. It was 21-17 to 17 in favor of Philadelphia. Power play-wise, Washington was 0-4. Philly was 0-6. So they're both going to have to work on that power play. Just one thing to know, for the Philadelphia Flyers, Carter Hart did not start. Instead, Brian Elliott did, which I don't really have a problem with uh, when it's the round robin and you don't have to win. Um, so, But Philadelphia did anyway, and I expect Carter Hart to play for the next round robin game. But anyway, uh, one thing to note is Kuznetsov uh, did go to the locker room, uh, but then he came back and he's okay later on. Um, but then at 13, things were pretty tight. Things were aggressive. It was a pretty checking, and there was a lot of pushing, shoving after each whistle. Um, but at 13.03 in the first period, Konechny uh, does a spinorama to Scott Lawton. Uh, he was wide open, and the Philadelphia Flyers are now up 1-0. to zero. Uh, But things continue to get going because um, Sanaheim at 11 in the second period, um, Sanaheim has a beautiful goal going from forehand to backhand. He gets it past Holpty, and now the Philadelphia Flyers are up two to zero. Uh, but things don't stop for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, they keep on scoring because at 8:37 in the third period, Scotland again with a deflection after a haze shot, he scores his second of the game. You've been hearing a lot about Scotland uh, in this round robin in the exhibition game. So he's, I think he's starting to break through for them. And we'll see how in the regular playoffs, how big of a difference he makes for them. Um, but anyways, uh, now it's 3-0. And, you know, something has to work for the Washington Capitals. They have to get something going. And they do because Hagelin uh, shoots it. It goes off uh, Washington Capitals player Boyd, uh, his it goes off his skate, and at 8:49, just a few less than a 30 seconds later, um, from the Philadelphia Flyers goal, the Washington Capitals are now there, three to one. Um, I thought it was a tight game at the start, like I said, and Holti looks okay, but I thought he could do better. Um, he could have 
he could have, I mean, he couldn't do much on the deflection, but uh, with the with the beautiful goal and the forehand backhand, I think he could have tracked that one. Um, and I think he could have done something on the first one as well. But I thought Philadelphia, they're looking really good from their exhibition game to the round robin. They're looking really, really good, and they're playing well like they did uh before the season paused, and that was something we were worried about for the Philadelphia Flyers. They were playing aggressive. I think Washington is still trying to find their game, uh, and they have to get their power play going. Both power plays were bad uh, for each team, um, but Washington, they have one more game to get ready uh, for the actual playoffs, and they're going to have to take advantage of that. Um, but Scott Lawton for the Philadelphia Flyers said, we had a really good training camp in Philly. The guys were confident in each other, and we had a lot of guys that really that work really hard. It's easy to try and execute when you guys have moving their feet, uh, staying over top of the teams, and, ma- and making it hard on them. We've picked up from our camp and continue to grow our game. We need to continue that. TJ Oshie said, I think uh, the hardest thing when you come from a big break, kind of playing summer hockey, if you will, is the offense is pretty easy when you're playing shiny and no one's real, uh, really playing for real. And you get out here, it's a lot harder. You've got to work a lot harder to score goals. You've got to work harder to get in position to score goals. Things happen a lot faster, so we definitely need more offense, if not goals, then at least chances momentum from the top six here. Now let's move to the next round robin game. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to note, since Philadelphia did win this game, um, we're going to find out who gets the number one seed in the Eastern Conference uh, by the winner of Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. They both have four points. Uh, so whoever wins that game uh, will get the number one seed and the loser will get the second seed. And the winner of the Washington-Boston game will get the uh, number three seed and the loser will get the number four seed. Uh, now let's move on, like I said, to the next game. It was the Vegas Golden Knights versus the St. Louis Blues. A lot, a lot of scoring in this one. The final score was six to four in favor of the Golden Knights. Shots on goal wise, 38 to 17 in favor of the Golden Knights. The Blues were outshot by 21 shots. What? How is the defending defending Stanley Cup champion getting outshot like that? That is really, really bad. Um, they're gonna have to get their 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 game together. I mean, come on. Uh, but now since Vegas won, the winner of Vegas, Colorado, in that round robin game will get the number one seed in the conference, and the winner of St. Louis and um, Dallas will get the number three seed. Now, David Perron starts things off early with 4.02 in the first. Perron has a one-timer shot with a nice pass, um, but Perron was open, and he leads the game now 1-0 in favor of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I thought Bennington looked really good at the beginning of the game. He was starting to get his game back um, in all of the Vegas, it, but in the bottom of the first, it was all Vegas. There was a lot of on-man rushes for the Golden Knights, uh, but then 145 in the second, the St. Louis Blues continue their good game so far. Perico has a post. It hits the post, and then and it goes right in. Uh, it was a shot right in front of Flurry. Um, but don't count the Vegas Golden Knights out uh, because it was a power play goal for Shea, Shea Theodore um, with a heck of a shot, a wrister under Bennington's arm. That was 6.50 in the second period. Now it's 2-1 to one, uh, in favor still of the St. Louis Blues. But then at 10.47 in the second, Tuck, he finds the rebound after a scramble. Bennington couldn't find the puck, and now it is tied 2-2. Two two. Now Tuck again with a power play goal, 
routine 13 in the second. Tuck with a backhand goal. He gets a nice pass from in front of the goal. He backhands it right in and past Bennington. Bennington's starting to struggle there, but then Pareko gets his second of the game. He gets a wraparound. Fleur lost his edge, and he couldn't get there in time. Net was wide open at 14.07 in the second period. Uh, we have another goal, and uh, then this Blues, you know, they're they're now up. Uh, so now it's 3-2 in favor of the St. Louis Blues, and just in the second so far, one, two, three, four goals so far in that second period, but there's still another one that we have to talk about that happened in the second period, and that is Brower. Brower for the St. Louis Blues, um, he, he now makes it four to three in favor of the St. Louis Blues, and actually that Pareko goal um, excuse me, he tied, Pareko tied it up, but Brower gets the lead for the St. Louis Blues, he has a one-time backdoor shot, uh, but then we go into the third period, 2-0-1 in the third period, White Cloud, he has a quick point-blank shot after a pass from behind the net, it is a, his first career playoff goal, congratulations to him. Then at 12-31, McNabb, uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, he passes uh, to Mark Stone through a St. Louis player's skates. Stone gets it, the puck, he has his stick down, and he redirects it at 12.31 in the third period. Now the Golden Knights are up 5-4, to five to four. and then, and then, uh, Shea Theodore has a nice shot. Um, he has a beautiful shot. Uh, that was a nice first shot. It goes off Bennington's shoulder and in. That was 14-49 in the third period. Um, so the Vegas Golden Knights are thriving. They're doing well. They're finding their game. Not the best starts for the Golden Knights in both games, but they're really finding their game. St. Louis was over 3 on the power play. Vegas was 2 for 5. So they're looking pretty good as well. So uh, it's going to be an exciting Colorado versus Vegas Golden Knights game. But now let's go to the next game. This was a qualifying round game. It was the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now at the beginning of this game, it was the series was tied 1 to 1, so this was a pivotal pivotal game 3. And this game did not disappoint with excitement. Um the final score was 4 to 3 in favor of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Shots on goal wise, it was 43 to 36 in favor of the Columbus Blue Jackets. This game went into overtime. And just to note, before we get any further into this game, there is a game today as well. It's a back-to-back. So they started at 8 p.m. that game. They went really close to midnight um, with that overtime. Uh, the over the game only ended with around two minutes left in overtime in the first overtime. Uh, so, And they play again today at 8 p.m. So they're going to have to get going. Um, it's going to be interesting because there's never been really back-to-backs in the playoffs. Um, and this was a long overtime game, so we'll see what happens today. Power play-wise, Columbus was 0-3 for 3 and Toronto was 1-2. for 2. So again, low power play game, uh, just like Game 1. And this game reminded me of Game 1 a lot after um, they switched the goaltenders. But we'll get into that. This looked a lot like Game 2 at the beginning of the game. Uh, Toronto, it was a better start for Columbus after their horrible game two, but Toronto was looking good, especially on the transitions. They were looking pretty fast and Toronto was blocking a lot of shots. And like I said, they were looking pretty good 
uh, Columbus, but then they started to lose their game, and it started to look like game two a lot, where Toronto it was all Toronto. Um, Columbus was on the power play, but the Toronto Maple Leafs got a shorthanded goal at 18:52 in the first with a slap shot. Cody Cece is just a a fluke slap shot, long slap shot. It went off Seth Jones's skates, and it got by Corpusalo. Not much Corpusalo could do there. Um, that was a shorthanded goal. It was a bad bounce for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, not much they could do, uh, but besides, they had to keep on going. But they started to lose their momentum a little bit. Because then Gustav Nyquist, uh, in the second period, he got a penalty. Um, Nylander scored when he was wide open on the power play. He beats Corpusalo while he was down. Uh, Corpusalo, he was already down, so there wasn't much he could do on that one. Um, besides trying a little bit, but again, there wasn't much he could do on that one. But now the the at seven oh eight in the second, the Toronto Maple Leafs are up two zero now. The Blue Jackets are starting to lose their edge in the game. Um, but then. Things get worse for the Blue Jackets. Rookie Robertson scores his first career goal and his first career NHL uh, playoff goal at 8.48 in the second with a nice snapshot. Toronto's now up 3-0. Corpy couldn't handle that shot. I think he that was probably the only one he could have done a little bit on. But this is where the turning point is for this whole game. John Tortorell, we've talked about his coaching. He decided what I'm going to do is that even though Corpusalo is the, being down 3-0, it's not really his fault. The Blue Jackets were letting Corpusalo out to dry, but they couldn't handle it. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to pull Corpusalo. He pulled Corpusalo, and he put Elvis Merzlikens, who hasn't had any playoff time yet. He puts Elvis in, and this isn't a goaltending thing. It's to change the momentum and give a wake-up call to the players, and a wake-up call it was because at 11.39 in the second period, it was a backdoor shot, uh, a beautiful pass by Zach Rensky. 11.39 in the second, like I said, Pierre-Luc Dubois scores that goal. Um, it was a nice shot with Anderson not getting there in time. 11.39 in the second, and now the Blue Jackets uh, score one, and it's 3-1 still in favor of Toronto. Now they go into that second intermission, but then at 7.27 in the third period, the Blue Jackets are looking really good. They're getting a lot of more shots on net. They're looking more aggressive after Elvis goes in, and Elvis is looking good as well, but it, honestly, Toronto didn't have that many chances in that period. Um if the third period was really all the Blue Jackets. Seth Jones gets a nice wrist shot, uh, and it goes through the the traffic. And at 7:27 and third, the Blue Jackets are now within one, and the lifeline for the Blue Jackets it's there. Um, Felino's stick was near Anderson, but there was no challenge. It got past Anderson, and it's a good goal at three to two in favor of Toronto still. But then Pierre Luc Dubois gets his second of the game at 10:49. In the third period, he ties it with a nice wrist shot. Uh, that was a beautiful goal um, off a two-on-one, and that was just really, really nice two-on-one goal. Um, Dubois with a nice move. He gets it under Anderson's arm. Uh, it was a two-on-one, but he doesn't pass it. Instead, he just shoots it. Now the game is tied. Uh, the Blue Jackets 
They were down 3-0, and now they tied this game. And it was a great move by Elvis. Mer it was a great, great move by John Tortorella to really change the momentum by changing the goaltenders. Now we go into overtime. And overtime, in my opinion, was all Toronto at the beginning. Uh, it was literally looking like Columbus was on a like a five, six minute penalty kill uh, because they really were just all in their defensive zone the whole time. Um, but then what happened is John Tavares did a toe drag. He was about to shoot. Alexander Texieva of the Columbus Blue Jackets gets his stick there. He gets a turnover. He passes it to Pierre-Luc Dubois. Pierre-Luc Dubois is on a breakaway. And yeah, Pierre-Luc Dubois has a backhand goal with a breakaway. His first, the first playoff hat-trick in Blue Jackets history in the playoffs. Uh, that is a hat-trick. And the Blue Jackets came back. They won the game now 4-3 to three in overtime after being down 3-0. And this is a similar game to when the Blue Jackets won. Um against Tampa in that game one last year. And now the Blue Jackets, they're playing again today. Uh, and they're going to, they now lead the series 2-1, and they're going to try and close out uh, the series. So we'll see what happens today, but let's get into the last game. Uh, but before we do that, just a quick quote uh, to give that to you. Dubois said, Texier made a nice play, didn't pass it right away, didn't ship it right away, just kept the puck, was patient with it, and passed a little nice saucer up the middle of the ice to me. Free on the breakaway. Uh, that was a heck of a play by him. Now let's get to the final game. Um, and the Winni Winnipeg Jets versus the Calgary Flames. It was 4-0 to zero and uh, in favor of the Calgary Flames. Uh, the Jets are headed home. They lost the series. Calgary wins the series 3-1 to one, uh, because Calgary, before this game, were leading the game uh, series 2-1. to one. Um the Winnipeg Jets were just injury-driven, uh, but let's get to the goals. At 321 in the first period, Calgary scores uh, with a rebound shot after getting it over Hellebuck. And then at uh, 1959, with one second left, it was 0 0.3 seconds left. Bennett for the Calgary Flames stuffs it in with a slap shot uh, after a pass to the slot. And then uh, 1659 in the third, um, Sean Monahan for the... Uh, Calgary Flames gets an empty net goal. And then um, Anderson for the Calgary Flames, 17-18 in the third, get, gets another empty net goal. Not much the Winnipeg Jets could do. They should be really proud of themselves um, for sticking with it and getting that one game. It, it's not their fault that Winnipeg was going to win the series, but then Line a got hurt and Shifley got hurt and they were just injury-driven, and it, it was just a really disappointing and heartbreaking series for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, there was another fist-bump line there. Not Again, not much they could have done, but, you know, that's that's the way it is. Talbot had a good game with a shutout. Um, he said, we knew it was going to be a hard-fought series. I think the better we played for it, the qualifying round, um, we're going to get a little bit more battle-tested, and Blake Wheeler, the captain of the Winnipeg Jets, said, I would say I'm proud and very disappointed that we couldn't catch a break. I'm not saying the series gets flipped on its head by having Mark and Patty. You've got to give Calgary a lot of credit. But I would ha have loved to have played a series with those guy two guys and seen how it was shaken out. But we put our best foot forward. 
And from there, you never know what's going to happen. Obviously, heartbreaking loss for them. Um, they're going to head back to Winnipeg um, probably today or tomorrow. And uh, we're going to see what happens here with the Calgary Flames. They'll move on. Um, but, you know, it's it's a sad loss for, for the Jets, uh, especially with their with their injuries and um but Calgary moves on and uh we'll see who they play now. Um that was eighth seed and ninth seed, so if unless uh one of the lower seeds uh win they'll be playing the fourth seed. Um most probably, but again we don't know um if Chicago will win and we don't know if Minnesota will win. Um you know, so if that happens then we'll see but other than that, uh, that's all the games that happened yesterday. Um, we have some great games today, so uh, let's get right into those previews. Six games today uh, happening. Really excited to watch these games. Uh, we have not one, but two back-to-back games uh, today. Uh, they are part two of the back-to-backs, and then uh, there's also going to be there's also part ones of back to backs as well, um, if those games are if those game fives are needed. Um, but let's get started at 12 p.m. today at noon Eastern Standard Time. The game's gonna be on NBCSN, of course, on Sportsnet. Is the New York Islanders versus the Florida Panthers? The Islanders were leading the series 2-0, then the Panthers got one, so now it's two to one. Panthers still on the brink of elimination here. Panthers are going to have to get an early goal. They're going to have to get a few goals in the at the beginning of the game. Uh, they're definitely going to want to, just like we saw the last game, they're going to want to get those first goals and then try and frustrate the New York Islanders. Bob's going to have to have a really strong game here, um, but I'm excited to see what happens to this one and to see if the Islanders can close out the Panthers and to see how the Panthers can respond here. But again, if the Panthers get that first goal, um, I think they're in good company, and I will expect uh, that Varmov will start for the Islanders. Then the next game is at 2.30. It's an NHL Network game. Of course, bonus coverage on NBCSN. Um, and, of course, we're going to have this game on Sportsnet. As the Arizona Coyotes and Nashville Predators, Arizona leads the series 2-1. Arizona, I think whoever gets this first, the first few goals are going to be in good company here. Um, Arizona has some great goaltender. Kemper's doing really well for the Coyotes. He's going to have to have a strong game. I don't know if uh, I, I would put Pekka Rene in today. I don't know what the decision will be, but in my opinion, you should put in Soros. Uh, you shouldn't be putting in Soros. Um, this is a really, really big game um, because, again, if the Predators lose, uh, they will be headed home. Um, so... We're going to see what happens in, in today's game. And, uh, you know, Nashville, they got to get that first goal, and they have to get their power play working. Um, but it's going to be a tight game, and I'm excited to see uh, who wins this one. Then the next one uh, after that is a 4 p.m. game. This is on NBCSN. It is a 12-5 game. It is the Montreal Canadiens versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Montreal Canadiens have a chance to send the Pittsburgh Penguins home today. Um, they lead the series two to one. This is going. This is a huge game, and just to let you know, you are going to expect and see, and most likely, a huge push 
from the Pittsburgh Penguins. They have to get their power play going. They have to get started. They have to frustrate Carey Price. Um, we've been talking about just Carey Price, Carey Price, Carey Price. The Montreal Canadiens have ha- done pretty well 5-on-5 five five wise and offensively. So the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to have to come down uh, defensively as well. Jack Johnson's going to have to have a good game. Uh, he's had a rough series so far. Um, he's going to have to stop the Montreal Canadiens. Um, Pittsburgh's going to want that first goal and get that momentum in order to force this into a Game 5, which would then be the next day on the Saturday, August 8th. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that game. And I'm excited to see uh, if Montreal can get it home and to see especially how Pittsburgh can respond. But you have to expect uh, Tristan Jari to play after Murray had another rough game. Uh, that's what all the Pittsburgh fans that I've been talking to want, and we'll see if that happens. The next game is at 6.45. That is also on NBCSN. It is the another 12 versus 5. It is the Chicago Blackhawks versus the Edmonton Oilers. The Blackhawks lead the series 2-1. The Blackhawks need to get the first goal um, to really show this series. Uh, they can't take any penalties to give the Oilers, Dreisaitl, and McDavid a power plays. Um, that's how they're going to win that game. And we're going to see if we'll have a, a fist bump line here. Um, but we'll, it'll be an exciting one for sure. Uh, also expect a big push from the Edmonton Oilers. And I'm excited to see how this one uh, plays out. Then the next one is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NHL Network. Uh, there'll be bonus coverage starting at 9 p.m. Uh, on NBCSN. And of course, it's going to be on Sportsnet. It's the Columbus Blue Jackets, Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm excited to see how this one plays out, especially because this one went to overtime yesterday. Um, so really excited to see how this one plays out here. Um, they're going to be tired. I, I don't know who's going to play for the Columbus Blue Jackets in goal. Uh, Elvis had a really good game. Uh, so maybe I'd expect him to play. And if the Blue Jackets are winning by a good margin, then maybe they'll put Elvis uh, Corpus Allo in since it is a back-to-back and have another fresh goaltender. Anderson's 100% going to play for the Leafs. The Leafs need a big push in this game in, in order to uh, stay alive and not um, go on a bus home. And uh, so we're going to see how this one plays out. This one's exciting. Columbus is going to have a big push. They're going to be able to win the, the series tonight. They lead the series 2-1. Um, so defensively, they're going to have to be really strong because you can just expect the offense for the Maple Leafs to be flying. So the Blue Jackets are going to have to, in my opinion, get that first goal and really shut down the Leafs defensively. The final game that day, uh, t- today is the when Cal- Vancouver Canucks and the Minnesota Wild, 10.45 p.m. on NBCSN. And Sportsnet, um, this one's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Vancouver can close out the series. All these games can be closed out today. Um, the Canucks can close out the series against the Wild. Um, Markstrom's going to have to have another strong game. But for the Wild to win, Stellock's going to have to come in strong, and they're going to have to get that first goal, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, these are six exciting game fours. All of them can be closed out today. We'll see how many handshake lines and how many teams get sent home today. Um, but it's going to be really exciting, so make sure you watch those. And if you don't, no problem, because we'll recap all these games tomorrow on QWHQ Score Recap. Uh, but uh, all these games are really exciting, so um, we'll catch you tomorrow on QWHQ Score Recap. Uh, let's get you right into that outro, because uh, for these games, I just want to say, enjoy the game.
that is all the recapping and previewing we have today in the Quarantine Hockey HQ series QWHQ score recap. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on social media, Twitter at Hockey HQ Podcast and Instagram and Facebook at Quarantine Hockey HQ uh, to make sure you're following us during the exhibition games and qualifying series. Uh, my name is Zachary Rodier. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you tomorrow on QWHU Score Recap. Thanks.